everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us today for this exciting 100th episode, and it's with a very special guest and her supporters. It is with Annie D. Davis. Come join the fun. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so honored <laughs> to be here. It's taken us a long time to get here, and yes. here we are. It's all perfectly so, timed. We know you as a singer and a performer, and now you're getting into voice acting. What made you decide to add this to your repertoire? To add audiobook narration? Well, it's really yeah. interesting because I started voiceover officially, just kind of dabbling in it in 2018. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd done commercials and things of that nature. And, you know, I was always told that I had a good speaking voice as well as singing. Thank God for that. I did forensics growing up. Like when I was in the seventh grade, I competed in a forensics competition and I did prose, unfortunately sickness took priority. So I uh, didn't have the opportunity to do that. I met with Elise and we'll be talking about that here in a little bit. And I started putting together what she calls a narrator statement. And then that was when I realized how much I love reading out loud. I enjoy literature Mm -hmm. and what a blessing it would be even to bring my joy of literature and share that with the world. And how did you begin to prepare for this? Did you meet Elise after you and I first started talking about the audiobook, or was it after they started working with Elise? You know what? I did actually meet her right after we spoke because mm-hmm. at the time that we were talking about having me narrate one of your books, you know, I had voiceover training, but I didn't specifically have training in narration. So this is all a very new thing to me. I did a lot of learning as I went. I actually stumbled upon a clubhouse room that Elise was hosting. It was in the summer. I want to say it was in June of 2021. I was just hanging around on clubhouse and I stumbled upon this audiobook room and I thought, Ooh, I wonder what this is all about. And so I went in there and everybody was sharing what's going well and you know, where they need support. And nobody, they'd never met me before. I'd never met any of them. And so I was expressing the concern about, Oh, I have a braille display and how am I going to make this work? And at that time, Elise was offering her course, the great audiobook adventure, which she can talk more about. And I was so delighted and refreshed to learn about her commitment and enthusiasm for making the course material more accessible. As a blind voice actor, how did you prepare? What kind of equipment, the studio in your home, and do you use Braille display, Braille, uh, a hard copy Braille? So I think these are real important things, the foundation of how you're started and what you did to prepare as far as equipment and getting ready for your narrating audio. Yeah, so I do have a home studio complete made, you know, from PVC pipes and blankets. That was the very first thing I did was set up my home studio. I also got a desktop computer. 
Um, so I feel like the sound is much clearer on the desktop. It just makes things much easier. And I was experimenting at the time with microphones. At first I had a condenser mic, but oh my goodness, it was picking up the braille display. So I actually had a great conversation with Justin here who recommended the dynamic mic that I currently have. And what's really nice about that is that when I started using it, you rarely heard the braille display. I've learned how to manipulate, for lack of a better word, the braille display. So like the further it is from the microphone, the less likely you are to pick up the clicks. And mm -hmm. oh boy, was I happy when that day came because I, you know, I experimented with paper and that was just making even more noise and dynamic microphone really helped. So that was like the foundational preliminary work. Mm -hmm. As for preparing for the book itself, what I do as a narrator is I read the book in its entirety so that I can really get an idea of the story. And then I picture in mind what kind of voices the character should have, like based on their personalities. And one thing that Elise teaches is how to cast your characters, like what actor would play this character. I tend to cast my characters in the voices of people that I know personally. Mm -hmm. So Piper has this like energetic voice, just, you know, really enthusiastic <laughs> and authoritative. And Kylie's kind of, yeah, whatever, laid back then. I was ready to record it. Now, boy, that took a lot of trial and error. Let's help people understand your process with Elise, and we'll bring Elise in. Welcome, Elise. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Perhaps the two of you can tell us briefly of how this all evolved, how Elise has been helping you. Elise, is Annie the first blind voice actor you've worked with? I think so, and that's what I want to, uh -huh. what I really want to say is I think I've, learned as much from Annie as she's learned from us. We have worked with at least three or four blind narrators, but Annie, I just want to thank you for being so open to sharing your experience about how, how you learn and things we can do to make our work more accessible and Justin and I are so interested in making the world a more equitable place and meeting Annie has been so fortuitous in us getting to learn about the blind experience, uh, like Annie's blind experience, but also how we can be a more accessible community in that way. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It has really been my privilege. What did you find most helpful when you started working with Elise? How is Elise teaching you? Do you work one-on-one -on -one in a group? How does that work? We do belong to a community, well, a few different communities, actually, the Great mm -hmm. Audiobook Adventures. And the Great Audiobook Adventure is a very comprehensive course, which Elise and Justin team teach. Elise teaches a lot about you know, how to reach out and build relationships in the industry. And Justin gives a lot of great information on the technical side. So it's literally not just perfecting your craft, but everything you need to know. So anyone out there, if you want to become an audiobook narrator, I highly recommend this course. And being a part of that community has been inspiring to me as well. She does do, we have had some one-on-one, -on -one, but she's also done group coaching, which has helped me to get to know a lot of narrators in the industry and hearing their samples each day or each week when they present and being on the Q&A calls is, is so inspiring because you can learn something from from everyone. I mean, the biggest, one of the biggest things I've learned is 
as the cliche is, you don't know what you don't know. And you know, you never know what question you people ask questions you never even knew you had. So there's been that. And I'm also a part of the Momentum Club, which is you know, additional accountability. I don't know what I would do without that. Um, so that's for those who have been in the great audiobook adventure for a while and just need some extra support. You also on the website have commercial demos. Is that something that you worked on with Elise and Justin? Um, actually, no. I worked with someone different before mm. I even knew that audiobook narration was what I was going to do. They're great. Thank so you. When you started working with Justin and Elise, and did you re-record the audiobooks, or did he take what you had already recorded and worked with that? Well, I see when I mentioned that it took a lot of trial and error, the initial recording, I used what I had with the dynamic mic and I thought, oh, goody, this will be the answer to my, you know, my problems. And I was also still learning how, you know, how to manipulate Reaper. And one of the things I learned the hard way, and I'm going to say, don't do this. Don't mm-hmm. do what I did, guys. I was turning the volume up and down, you know, on the DAW. So I, le- I learned quite the hard way that you really don't have to do that. It depends on how far you are from the mic and, you know, rely more on your interface. So I did a recording. I thought, okay, this seems passable on my end. And I, I felt a little discouraged for a while, but you know, after several conversations with Justin and just learning over time, I did re-record it with the knowledge that I didn't have when I first started. Did you have to separate tracks out or is that part of what Justin did? How did you work with Justin and how did Justin come to be a part of this and the producer of your audiobook? What was his part in this? Hi, Justin. Hello, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. Hey, Annie. Hello. I'd like you and Annie to tell us how did the two of you come together and produce Apple Batter Up? Sure. And and I would just like to clarify that Annie is actually the the producer. I'm I'm just the uh the post production engineer on this project. So uh-huh. um, okay. Yeah, so, so Annie sure is actually the, the producer of the project. Okay, so Maybe then Annie, way. when you Okay, so when you did the one that we have for pre order soon, that you did separate tracks for everything and you did in, in all that sound quality or how did, how did you, you mean as an engineer, were you editing what Annie did or what was that process? Yeah, I, I think everybody kind of has their own process um, mm-hmm. and their own approach to how they create their raw recording. Some people, mm-hmm record in a a wave editor and they record everything all on one track what we encourage people to do in the great audiobook adventure is to use a multi-track daw which is what reaper is and uh, record each chapter on its own track or at least once you've done your initial recording separate them all out onto one track and so you know there's really no difference in the initial recording if you do it all on one track or split it up over the course of many tracks other than your computer will have an easier time uh, working with multiple hours of audio if each chapter is its own track to upload them audible itunes yes they all have to be in a separate track correct yes so that's that's definitely part of the post-production process where 
I take mm-hmm. someone's raw audio and I think best practice is definitely to record them all on individual tracks. Um, but it's in the event that I, in the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Annie did that separated them all out into all tracks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's certainly the, the easiest way. Cause then everything just lines up neatly and you have uh, approximate room tone at the top and the end, but uh, that's all part of the post-production process, making sure that there's the correct amount of room tone at the top at the tail that every track meets a certain volume requirement. And I often describe what I do as like a dark art. It's very mysterious, but it's not very mysterious, right? It's just listening, taking what the the work that the narrator has done. And that work really does, as Annie was talking about, start in your home studio and making sure that you create a non-reflective treated environment, that you have the correct mic for your application, that when I say correct, the correct mic for your situation, which for Annie was a broadcast quality dynamic microphone. We listened to different sounds and in the challenges of Annie's space. Every narrator has their own challenge. Um, it could be mouth noise. It could be a, uh, a, you know, a braille display. It could be electrical interference. It could be road noise. It's a universal experience that narrators face from all walks of life, you know, finding the right tool for the right application in their studio space. And then just listening to the files that get sent to you to bring out the, the tonal qualities that you want and, and minimize the ones that you don't. And just make sure that it's a consistent listening experience all the way through. Good. I also want to talk a little bit about um, punch and roll. You know, before I took Elise's mm-hmm. course, I'd never even heard of punch and roll. I had no idea what the heck that was. Uh, but what that is, so there's several recording modes in Reaper, which is what I use. And I am a big fan of tape mode, which works exactly like a tape recording. If you make a mistake, you just go right into that and tape over it. And I can't tell you how many times I had to do that throughout this process to make sure that it was pristine. We're going to play Chapter 5 of Apple Batter Up. It's a three-minute clip. The girls have just decided they're going to play a new game in the house. Chanel? Chapter 5. Whack the apple? Like baseball? I asked. Piper scoffed. No, no, no. This is no baseball, sissy. My eyebrows shot up, encouraging her to continue. Whack the Apple doesn't have bases or boring positions like left field and shortstop. Instead, Whack the Apple is only hitting. You get points based on the splatter in the kitchen. Wow, I shouted, jumping up and down in excitement. Can I go first? Piper shook her head at me. No. This needs to be tested. I'm the oldest, so I'll go first. Piper took the apple and baton over to the far end of the kitchen that connects into the dining room and said, You must stand right here during your turn. Her eyes surveyed the kitchen as I made my way past her to get out of the way. What are you doing? I asked from behind her. She turned and said, I'm setting up the point system in my mind right now. Let's see. On the counters, that's ten points. On the walls or windows, that's 25. But if you manage to get the backdoor window with apple splatter, that's 100 points. I nodded. Okay, go! Piper lined her feet up in position and then tossed up the first apple. Illustration shows Piper standing in a batter stance holding the baton. The apple is in the air in front of her waiting to be hit by the baton. She swung the baton and missed the apple entirely. 
Her face went red with embarrassment. That was a practice swing. Here goes the real one, she insisted. Excitedly, I said, swing, batter, batter, swing. She tossed another apple up and swung with all her might. This time, she connected, sending bits of apple everywhere. Whoa, I shouted. That was awesome. My turn, my turn. Wait, she said. We need to tally up my points. We need a pen and a piece of paper. She turned and ran through the dining room and up the stairs towards our bedroom. I followed behind her. Thank you, Annie. Fabulous. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, is there any raised hand? Yes, we have a hand in Clubhouse. Hi, Nancy. Yeah, hi, Annie. Hello. Hi, Elise. And hi, Justin. Hi, everybody. I was... Uh, oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start. because I've been interested in voice acting for years. And... I'm also interested in narration. There's a book right now that I've actually asked the author if he would let me narrate. I want to know everything. I want to know how to get into everything and how much does it cost. And I just, I just want to know everything. <laughs> I am just absolutely enthused by this. Hi, Nancy. All of the contact information for Annie, Elise, and Justin will be up on our website under the show notes for episode 100. I'll turn this one over to you, Annie. Yeah. Uh, Elise, don't we have a meeting this evening at 7? Yeah. Inside Clubhouse, we have the Global Actor Lounge, and we have a room happening tonight. So if you click on my bio, I'm here in the, in the Clubhouse room as well. So you can click there, and you'll see an event on my profile at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific tonight. We celebrate what's going well. We set intentions for the month ahead. And if you have any questions, we do a little bit of coaching, too. We also have a free class that you can take to just get some information on getting started. And then if you want to keep the process going, you can continue your relationship with us. And even if you want to join the great audiobook adventure, there's information there. Justin, do you want to talk a little bit to the setting up costs of the home studio? Sure. So I think uh, a reasonable uh, investment in the materials to build a home studio and, and approach narrating professionally Depending on the um, the ability of your computer to handle the audio work, I think you can expect to spend anywhere between like five hundred and two thousand dollars. The higher end, if if your computer's on the older side and doesn't have enough memory available memory or storage, you might have to look at replacing it. Um, but the necessities that you absolutely need: you need a quiet environment or as quiet as possible. Um, you need to uh, install some absorption material so that you don't get echoes or reflections in your space. Um, and you need a professional quality XLR microphone and um, interface to convert your uh, sound waves of your voice to an electrical system so that it can then be turned into digital information to interface with the DAW in your computer. The, the DAW and the microphone, that's different for everybody. And uh, Justin is a great person to consult with if you're not sure which microphone to use. Yeah, and there are there are free DAWs out there that'll absolutely do this work. Um, so we try and you know coach people through within our course. There's equipment at every price point, um, and there's you know what I always say is think scrappy and be brave. Uh, there's really no one way to accomplish you know getting getting going materials wise. One one more thing that you can do right now, Nancy, is. If you're not already, start reading out loud so you get the hang of what it can feel like. I'm wondering for you, Annie, um, 
now that you've been pursuing audiobooks for a while and you have some books under your belt, did it feel like once you got going easy? Did it feel like there were moments where things were challenging um, that you moved through? Because I feel like when we start reading out loud and just do it for a longer period of time, sometimes we realize like, oh, this is going to take a little bit more than just um, reading a short book, but it's it's worth it. Annie, I'm just curious what your process was that like. was honestly different from moment to moment. There were times when my voice got tired or I, I would read out loud and I get frustrated. You know, I would have so much fun and then I messed up and I would get frustrated. I, it's easier for me to say, don't get frustrated when you mess up, but you're going to, because you want to, you know, especially if you want to do the best job. And yeah. So it's all part of the process. Yes. If you are going to pursue this and you are going to work with a coach like me, definitely make sure you're working with someone who's open to, um, you know, being there for you and giving you encouragement as well as constructive criticism. But yeah, when you're getting constructive criticism, um, it's really meant to help you grow. So I think it can be hard for, for many of us because sometimes we take offense to that and we just need to like, rem- sometimes that's hard for me to get feedback. So um, I think that's, I think it's really normal to feel that way and know that if it's something you really want to do, you're, you're going to need to get some help. So even if it feels difficult to receive feedback. It's only going to help you get better. Yeah. I think I'm so grateful that we continue to work together in this process and we have this wonderful book now. Me too. Perseverance pays off guys. Lisa Brooks. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for taking my question. Annie, you mentioned that you created something called a narrator statement. So I'm kind of curious as to what that is. And also, if someone is looking for a narrator, how do they find people? Is there like a composite list of all these audiobook narrators floating around somewhere? Or can you be like a type? For example, if someone is looking for a particular type of voice and maybe you think that you might have that particular voice, is there a way that you sort of put yourself out there as Uh, you know, you can do these types of things. Thank you. Elise, would you like to speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So a narrator statement is a marketing tool, just like a website. It's a, it's a marketing piece that you put together to showcase who you are, what you do well, what kind of stories you like to tell, if there are specific genres you do well and life experience that might make you write just like the perfect fit for certain stories. Um, and so that's, um, that's one, one marketing material that Annie, one piece of the materials that Annie put together with us inside the great audiobook adventure. And then as far as where to be found, that's a great question. There's actually not just one list floating around there. There are many. Um, so there, there are a number of different places where you can find work, um, and be put on lists, um, we, Justin and and I guide people to working with publishers, but we also have a lot of clients, a lot of narrators who work on the independent exchange, including Annie. That's how um, Annie and Cheryl are working is independently versus with a publisher. There are different avenues to go. There are exchanges like ACX, Find a Way, but then there are many, many major publishers where you can, once your materials are together, once your craft is ready to go, that you can reach out to and begin building relationships with. You'll have a combination of 
your narrator statement and your audiobook demo samples to showcase your portfolio and what you do well so they know how to how to cast you. And yeah, it definitely what you said about like the different types, like your voice type and qualities and things like that, you can all include in those materials. And also, once you have your demo, we ha write what we call reach out letters. If you have a certain author or publisher that you want to connect with, you know, tell them a little bit about who you are and you know, your voice type and what type of genres you're interested in reading. Anyway, a lot of, part of the course is researching and at least does suggest several narrators that you can, whose information you can look at, for example and various publishers. Another great thing that we have in the Momentum Club are monthly conversations with audiobook producers. And that's another great way. Networking, of course, is always a great way to get to know people. Absolutely. Thanks. Chanel? Yes, Sheila, you have another raised hand in Clubhouse. We do, Andrew. Hello, how are you all? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for uh, bringing me up onto the stage. I have a question. How much more of a problem would it be for somebody like myself who has gone blind late in life and cannot read Braille? How much of an additional challenge do you think that would be? Do you still read large print? No. No. Now, one thing that you can do, and I believe that there has been a call about this in the past, is audio mm -hmm. prompting. I personally yes. don't use that method, but that might mm -hmm. be, and it's a skill and an art, but if you're really determined, I think that that's something that you could do. We have a couple Sorry. of podcasts, recorded podcasts on audio prompting, and it's where you have the recording of the material say on your Victor Reader or whatever device you're using and you listen, you, a lot of people will record it ahead of time on themselves or as you're listening to it, maybe you're going to, you'll have an earbud in one ear and then you'll have your yep. microphone to be able to record what you're hearing. And like Annie said, you read the book ahead of time and it may take several times and you starting out with shorter scripts or shorter books. It is something that you can master and I'm getting better at it. And I have heard many others. You wouldn't even know what they're doing. I'm a person who's lost my sight as an adult. So there's many of us here and there are possibilities for you. Yeah. So, for example, you could be listening to it off a PDF file. Uh, mm -hmm. in JAWS, for instance, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then recording it on yes. the same device. So well, on the computer, I'm, I'm not sure. Then... Yeah, that I'm not sure. Um, but I, I know if you want to reach out, I can connect you with a couple of people that are really good at this. So feel free to okay, contact us that. at info at com. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Next up, we have Marlene Massad. Hi, thank you. Cheryl, your book sounds really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like History Mystery is totally awesome. So that's great. And Annie, I remember a couple years ago um, when you took part in the Round Robin and you did a fantastic English voice. It was oh, great. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Thanks, Marlene. Hi, Carla. Hi, how you doing? Good. Nice mm -hmm. to hear from you. 
Yes, yes, I'm celebrating my birthday with you. Oh, happy Happy birthday! birthday. Today? Yep, today, 3-3. So, um, but anyhow, I I had uh, two quick questions. First of all, you started to talk about punch and roll, and then you talked about the tape method, and I was wondering if they're one and the same or two different things, and if they're in Reaper. And the other question I had is... um, I'm still having trouble making the digital divide because I am so used to working with analog media like tapes and things like that. And I've tried a Plex talk recorder and, you know, trying to punch in mode and nothing seems to work reliably and there doesn't seem to be an accessible audio workstation. And so, you know, those are the two questions I have advice about that and the the difference between, you know, your tape mode and punch and roll. And I'm I'm wondering if those are Reaper things. Anyhow, I'll, I'll let you answer. Punch and roll is a basic concept in narration. And I think the two go hand in hand. Tape mode is what I use for most effective punch and roll. And if you're wanting a reliable and accessible workstation, I personally recommend Reaper. I mean, they're always improving on accessibility and there's a lot of great tutorials out there. There's the RWP, the Reapers Without Peepers listserv, and just several tutorials. I believe it was from Brian Hartgen and others. Like there's various tutorials that you can use. So if you're going to upgrade from analog to digital, I recommend Reaper. And we have another hand in Clubhouse. We're ready. Hello, you guys. Oh, Annie. And it got me intriguingly wanting this book. Yeah, I'm Kayla. <laughs> I'm Kayla. Um, And I heard your little story with the baseball game and apples splattering everywhere. Oh, I wa- I'm like, I want this book. Where is it? <laughs> It'll be up for pre-order soon. We'll be letting everyone know. Yes, the title is very intriguing. The title is Apple Batter Up, and it was really a joy to read. Uh, uh, Apple Batter Up. I like that. Yeah. And personal personal disclosure here that this is based on a true story that happened not in the kitchen, but in the living room. And I'm alive to tell you about it. So there. (laughs) Congratulations. I love you. I love you already. Like, I've been doing Yeah, Amy's doing a great job. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. You're awesome. Bye, Annie. Bye, guys. Um, Annie, would you like to, and Elise and Justin, would you like to add anything else? Uh, Andrew brought up something that those of us who have lost our sight, we're in as adults, we're in this in-between world where we can no longer read large prints or it's very challenging and we're not proficient enough in Braille to read smoothly. You know, and we talked about audio prompting, and that's an art in itself that a lot of us are learning and working with, thanks to Annie Chiapetta introducing that on our calls. What would your words of encouragement be to people who are blind, visually impaired, or sighted? What would you like to say? I'll go to Elise first, and then I'll go Annie, and then Justin. I'm just honored to be here. I I think this is the second time I've been on one of these calls. So thank you so much, Annie, for for bringing bringing me in to learn more. Because what I want to say is all of your voices, all of your stories are important. We need to hear more 
more perspectives from folks who are blind. I don't think there are enough stories out there. So if there's, if there's stories you have in you to write, if there are stories you have in you to tell, I want to encourage you to do that. So hopefully I can be a a voice of inspiration today. And that could be through audiobooks. It could also be through podcasting. Like there are other ways to do it. If if you have a story you want to tell it, like a podcast, you might not even need to scripted entirely. Um, I, I think like having these conversations, just having the audio medium itself has um, been really inspiring to me. I think getting to know Annie and um, using Clubhouse specifically has been so awesome to just be in relationship with people, audio only, where we're all on the same page. We all are just using listening and being heard to, to really level the playing field. So yeah, I've been so inspired by Annie's journey and just being here in community with you. So I want to encourage you. I'm, I'm here. I'm here as an advocate and ally in whatever way I can be. So please feel free to stay in contact with me. Thank you, Elise. I couldn't agree more. And you guys do check out the great audiobook adventure. I would also suggest, I think she talked about the masterclass, the um, narrate your way to abundance. That'd be a really good way for you guys to get started. What I'm going to say is perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. You're going to struggle and everybody's going to struggle with different things. But if you're really determined and if it's, if you know in your heart that this is what you want to do, then you can overcome just about anything. You're going to feel discouraged sometimes, but remember why you chose this field and you know, just keep on keeping on. And I would just add, technically, it's, a, and, you know, it's trial and error and just finding what works for you and what allows you to create the best audio possible. You know, particularly for Andrew, not being proficient with Braille, um, certainly... Uh, as we've talked about with Annie Sound, broadcast quality dynamic microphones tend to be much more forgiving of um, extraneous sounds, but then also having the right type of headphone, a closed back set of studio headphones so that, you know, if you do have, you know, audio prompting uh, in your ear at a low volume, the microphone won't pick it up uh, because many of the headphones that we use, things like earbuds or um, headphones that are designed for music or video gaming are open back or semi-open back allow some of the sound to pass out and then that winds up in your audio as well um so closed back studio headphones and broadcast quality dynamic microphones can be uh, fantastic aids um but just trial and error you know the the thing i think most narrators get hung up on is the sound of their own voice i think that's universal uh, or just the sounds that come out of your body that you're not accustomed to hearing back in recordings and and just knowing that that plagues all of us but then you know everyone has like that thing that that is challenging to them whether it's the sound of their own voice whether it's a display whether it's audio prompting in your ear just just keep moving forward and try not to get stuck um and you know asking for help uh, on a production side of things uh to to sweeten your audio to accommodate for you know whatever challenge that may be whether it's mouth noise or there's display whether it's uh, additional audio there's usually not elegant solutions but there are solutions to most problems annie do you want to tell them your website yes it is um http colon slash slash annie donnellan so that's a-n-n-i-e-d-o-n-n-e-l-l-o-n dot com 
Okay. And they can also meet, find you on Facebook, right? Yes. If they want to get in touch. And Elise and Justin, are you both of it on the same website? Uh, we can share a couple different ones. So okay. um, if, if you want to find out about the free class that Annie was mentioning, uh, Narrate Your Way to Abundance, we'll be making it available in a couple weeks. So you can get on our notification list for that. That would be at audiobookadventure.com. Um, then also, if you want to hear some of the audiobooks that I've narrated, um, you could just look up my name on Audible. And then, um, Justin, I'll pass them. I also, I want to say, sorry, Instagram at the global actor is another way to stay in touch. Elise, would you spell out your name for everyone? Sure. Please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Elise, E-L-I-S-E. Arsenault is A-R-S-E-N-A-U-L-T. Thank you. Thank you. Justin? Sure. And um, you can find out more about me um, at our company, uh, our studio's uh, website, which is treecave.com, T-R-E-E-C-A-V-E.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I am at treecave studio, T-R-E-E-C-A-V-E-S-T-U-D-I-O. Thank you so much for having us. And Justin, would you spell out your name for everyone? Oh, sure. It's uh, Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N. Mara, M-A-R-R-A. Great. You're on Facebook you. as well. This week's word is C-O-N-T-R-E-T-A-N. And the meaning is if you're having an event, something that's unfortunate, that's a hitch in something. So I'm giving you a new word to learn and to have fun with in 60. I'll give you 60 words or less. And thank you, Annie, Justin, and Elise for being here with us today. We appreciate it. And we're so glad that you're all here. This actually is episode 100, but we will be celebrating 100th, but it will be 101 in two weeks with Kathy when Kathy's back with us. And we'll have a celebration with an interactive party together. So please join us. And you can always find our prompts on our website at www.writingworkswonders.com. And if you have any problems with that, please feel free to contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. And above all else, we want you all to feel encouraged and inspired and know the right wonder in writing and we'll see you in a couple of weeks thanks thank you so much cheryl thank you thanks. thank you for joining us today on writing works wonders kathy and i are thrilled to spend time with you a tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. 
And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.